This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach, I'm here with Laura. We are both recently back from our vacation, so we're in a little bit of like a post-vacation lull. But we have a cool conversation today about processing time. What's the difference between when someone says I'm ready to talk about it and someone else says I'm ready to not talk about it? Um, There's just a lot of batting that idea around. Uh, Before we get started though, I wanna make two announcements. One, this is your last chance to register for the uh, Seven Principles Workshop that Laura and I are doing later in May. We are closing registration on Friday, the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. So if you're thinking about joining us, go to marriagetherapyradio.com. You'll find the registration page right there on the front. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. Second is, if you're interested in hearing the song that I had made for Laura, it's called Big Warrior. It's on Spotify now. I think if you go to the Google machine and type in Big Warrior Spotify or the Songfinch channel on Spotify and type in Big Warrior and maybe Laura's name, you can find it. It's an amazing song, but also... Uh, I want to give you a reminder that if you're interested in uh, purchasing a song for someone that you love, maybe the mom in your life, you can go to Songfinch before May 14th, I think, and use code MTR, get some money off of a custom song, maybe for your mom or for your partner. But for now, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. We literally just had to cut after 18 minutes of absolute bullshit because it wasn't too bad. We haven't, I mean, seen we each had other. some, there were some nuggets in there, but we, well, we could, what do you mean we hadn't seen each other? We were like together nonstop for like 48 hours. And then, and then, but, yeah, but I had a whole girl's trip. You had a whole family trip and we haven't, I think you're really like a talked. small doses friend. What's that? <laughs> I think you're like a small doses friend. I am. <laughs> I like we're, we, we do good for about an hour at a time and uh-huh. then it's like, okay, bye. No, I, th- I, I think I did actually. I think when you came to visit Bend was m- my favorite time that I have spent with you. Yeah. And also when we went to space force, I could handle you enough where I was like, I can travel to Germany with this person. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's not you, it's me. Cause I am kind of <laughs> okay. a small dose person. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I am too. I, I, I just, I, I, yeah, I've been with my family nonstop for the last seven days. You ready to not like, be with them for a little bit? Oh uh, yeah. You were like, let's record on Sunday. I was like, you bet. Is I was like, see you guys. Can we make Going it to my office. six hours? <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to talk about? Yeah. 
Um, That's what we did, by the way, before we got on the real recording, we talked for like 15 minutes about absolutely nothing. Yeah. But we um, thought it was going to be absolute gold for the listeners. And it wasn't, it was just yeah. us catching up on life. So speed through, we talked about what was the good parts? What the were the good three parts? books that Zach has been reading? Yeah. I read it. I read a few books on vacation. That was really nice. Yep. And then so, hard stop. We're not going to explain what they're about. That was where okay. I was like, we, yeah. this is not good radio right here. Hard stop. Well, but the part of it that I think is good is that I think whatever you are, whether you're a therapist or a ditch digger or a, doctor or a grocery store clerk or whatever it is that you do when you're not doing that, you need to not do that so that you can be good at oh, doing yeah. it when you do it, you know? Yeah. So I told this story about the guy I was in the pool with the guy and he was a real estate agent from Los Angeles. He was telling me all about it and it was fun. I was fine. And he finally, after about I don't know, 10 minutes or so, he said, so what do you do? And I told him. Yeah. Which <sighs> I was like, that's a big no, no. You never tell people when you're on vacation, when you're on an airplane, for sure, you don't tell them what you do. Yeah. If they're sitting next to you, because then you end up yeah. getting free therapy. Yeah. So he goes, he goes, oh, so have you been analyzing me and my wife for the last 15 minutes? And I said, I don't know. Have you been trying to sell me a house in Los Angeles for the last 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, touche. Can I, can I just like segue for a second? Because you just said something that makes perfect sense, but you were like, if you're a ditch digger, if you work at a grocery store, if you're if like you make coffee, if you're a chef, whatever it might be, you need to not do that for a while. If and you're not doing that, you need to not do you it. You need to yeah. not do it. And I talk to couples all the time about this idea of like attunement that mm -hmm. you cannot be attuned all the time to your partner. A hundred percent of the time, especially when you share space as much as Ryan and I do, we don't leave the house. Like we might mm -hmm. drop our kid off at school and then we come right back to the same. That space. was what was so weird about being on vacation. The four, like there were four of us, me and Rebecca and then Mary and her friend. Yeah. And we were just together all the time for like a week. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. It so it, it, with that idea is that I, I, talk to couples about like, can you be explicit and clear about when it's time to tune in, when it's time to go click, I'm paying attention to you. I'm giving you my empathy, my understanding. I'm the best version of me. And then click, I'm not. And I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways in which people are, are sending the message without being explicitly clear that I'm not attuning to you. I'm actively off duty right now because they're escaping into their phones or mm. they're like leaving the room, but there's some sort of message that you're probably sending to your partner that you haven't even talked about. It's this covert message that I am not attuned to you and I need to not be attuned to you right mm. now, which is perfectly fine. But if it's causing a rift between the two of you, like I really want you to be present. I want for you to like hear me, see me, feel me, listen to me, give me some piece of you. And the other partner is like, but I'm not on duty right now. I'm off mm -hmm. duty. That's where I see tension coming up. Yeah. But that's I, a really interesting point. Yeah. I think the, the, the point too, that I was making in, in kind of that same way is that, you know, if you're, if you're not doing the thing, you need to not do it so that you can do it. Exactly. So if you're not going to be attuned to your partner, go ahead and be not attuned by agreement. I'm always a fan of agreement Yeah. so that you can do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I tell the story all the time about how this is not the case anymore, but Mondays used to be a really long client day for me. And so I'd come home on Monday and I would just veg. I would like want to watch Monday night football or just do, you know, the wordle or whatever, just like not participate. And that was really hard for my family until we all said, Hey, wait a second. Dad is like brain fried yeah. on Monday night. Mm -hmm. So 
on Monday night, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to help with dinner. He doesn't have to have homework. Doesn't have to be home, you know? And the, I just, we eliminated so many fights because I wasn't doing that. But the deal was then I was present on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. um, because I didn't have the excuse of, Oh, it's been a long day. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, vacation, it was really nice. It was amazing to be away. I think I did a good job. I read some books and I just did a tiny, tiny bit of work because I had to, I was required to, but that was a good, it kind of kept my muscles strong. And then back tomorrow I'm back in the office. Yeah. The thing that I'm trying to get over is the exhaustion. I always come home exhausted from Isn't that vacation. Weird? Yeah. But I'm also not a good, I'm not a good flyer. I sit mm. in my seat with my shoulders up towards my ears and I don't mm -hmm. sleep and my gut gets really junked up and messed up on vacation. And mm. I just need to figure out how I cannot be home, but also like travel, but feel refreshed. And I just haven't tapped into it. So if our yeah. listeners know how to help. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I want to crowdsource this a little bit because we're getting ready to do some pretty substantial traveling, like a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to mm -hmm. being not home. How can I make that work for me? Like, how do I fall asleep on an airplane? How do I keep my gut healthy? I, I don't know if you saw this, but I've been making the most amazing. Do you see the color of that? It's at the bottom of the glass. Okay. It's the most amazing juice. So it's, it's, Beets, celery, cucumber, uh, ginger, carrot, apple. Mm -hmm. It's all the good stuff. That's a yeah. lot of really good stuff. And then I just drink eight ounces of it every day and I feel nice. amazing. Lemon, I think, is the last one. Yeah. So that's like my way of trying to get nutrients in. But if there are people out there that know how to make this work for us, I would love to hear. It's true, though. It's hard to travel. I was on the road for like 10, I don't know if I was on the road, but I was on the road 10 days in a row. And that would just, you don't eat your regular food. You don't have your other rhythm. I don't drink the same amount of water. It's just yep. like, so go for sure. If anybody's cracked that code, which somebody yeah. has, yeah, people travel for a living. So I'm sure. And you did say, you were like, I don't feel good. We, we might've exchanged photos. We weren't going to, this is part of the thing that we cut out from the previous, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a funny, it's a funny story. Yeah. You get a, like a little glimpse into the relationship of Zach and Laura. It's very much I, like brother and sister. Laura was feeling great. Had a great bike ride this morning. and was feeling good in her triathlete suit yep. and sent me a picture and said, check me out. And yep. I was like, check me out. And yeah. it was the opposite. Yes. Yes. Not feeling great. You were coming yeah. home and I'm just going to say you were coming home bloated. That's all. Okay. Sure. And you know what? It's perfectly reasonable after what we just talked about of how hard it is to yeah. travel, the altitude, altitude yeah. changes, just like yeah. all the inflammation that can occur. So you were just feeling bloated and probably Thanks. uncomfortable. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Hey gang, just wanted to give you another reminder about these seven principles workshop that Laura and I are doing in May. It's coming up on May 12th and 13th. We'd love to have you. Um, it's a great opportunity to revisit the principles and practices of the Gottman body of research. You can uh, do it on a weekend or Laura has her weekly uh, workshop series that's going to go on. I think they're on Wednesday nights and we'd love to have you join us. Um, you don't have to take my word for it though. Just have a listen to what we heard from one of the couples that was with us in our last event. Hi, how's it going? This is Mike. Jessica Marshall. And we attended Zach and Laura's marriage therapy weekend. And uh, I would highly, highly recommend it. Jessica and I had a great time, felt like we reconnected. We've been together for almost 10 years and I feel like this has kind of brought us back to a honeymoon stage a little bit. Jess, do you have any thoughts? 
Yeah. And I think since the workshop and even before that, like we've been listening to the podcast and since the workshop, we've even just been sharing with our friends and family, you know, different things that we learned from the workshop and some of the things that stood out to us. Some of the things that Zach, Zach said over the weekend about repair is more important than the resolve and making sure that when you're in a fight that your marriage and your happiness stays at the forefront. I think our favorite part is, uh, I think after that first three hour session, Jessica and I actually sat together and we ugly cried with each other. And I think a lot was forgiven from our past and marriage. And I'm just really happy that we can, uh, we had this weekend together where we could share things with each other, find out things about each other we didn't know. And uh, Zach and Laura facilitated a great program. It was fun doing things with the other couples and actually, uh, doing workshops type things and uh, yeah we really appreciate it and we, to be honest with you we talked about doing the same uh, workshop over again just to kind of get closer with each other so we appreciate it thanks Zach and Laura thank you Zach and Laura thank you so much so yeah we would love to have you Friday night's a little bit like a date night it's a lot of fun we laugh a lot Saturday we jump into things a little bit more seriously to help uh, manage some, some of the more challenging parts of the relationship but all together it's a real benefit we love you we love it you'll love it Hope you'll join us. The next one is May 12th and 13th. You can register by the end of April to get the early bird discount. Again, we'd love to have you. Here's something that I actually did want to talk about because I had a great conversation with a couple and it is a something that I hear often from folks. Basic, and I really appreciate this. Um, there was a conversation that had occurred two weeks prior with this couple. And he said, I, I actually really wanted to talk about this because I kind of hung on to it. There was something that was said last session and I've really been thinking about it. Now he has mm. also traveled. He had a big vacation without mm. his partner, with his family and all of that. Meanwhile, he's been processing for two weeks, really mm. like just going round and round and round on this thing that she said. And he said, I'd really like to talk about that again. I said, great. But can we talk about the fact that you've just been spending two full weeks processing what mm. you heard two weeks ago? That's a mm. long time to be processing. Mm -hmm. And so there's two pieces to what I want to talk about. One is okay. processing time. Have you ever had couples come to you and one person says, I want to hash it out right here and right now. You just hurt me and I want to talk about it. And the other person mm -hmm. says, it takes me a long time. I go mm -hmm. away and it takes me a long time to process. I want to talk about that person for a second, because mm -hmm. part of me is wondering, what are you doing? What is happening in the mind of a long-term processor? Do you mm. have any idea like what's going on in the mind of a long, I have some ideas as to why someone might say it takes me a long time to process things. Well, you know, I always think about menus, right? Um, the, for me, like, what are the, what are the options that are available for why somebody takes a long time to okay. generally, I think it's a, it's a lack of skill to process, um, which I don't mean in a, in a pejorative way or a negative way. I just mean like some people just haven't had a lot of practice. They've done a really good job of just not letting things bother them. And then they get into a therapy setting and all of a sudden stuff starts coming up and they just don't have a lot of practice, like actually putting their feet to the fire, having to grapple with stuff. And so they hear something or, or something comes up or the therapist maybe surfaces something and then they, they need to let their brain kind of catch up. And so 
that's the scenario I, I kind of most often run into because I'm unwilling to have it be like a, like a strategic or an intentional avoidance piece. Mm. I just don't like, I, I'm sure that's part of it, but that's not the helpful part. The helpful part is like, what, it, what about when you just don't, you're just not good at it. All right. So you're not good at processing because maybe you just like, you just haven't had a whole lot of things ruffle your feathers. Is kind of what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Or you come from, a, or your family of origin doesn't process stuff or you, you know, you, you're just conflict avoidant or you okay. don't have enough vocabulary. I mean, there can be all kinds of reasons why, you know, or you don't even notice, right? Like these days, especially like I was talking to somebody actually just the other day about how I think therapy in person is better because it needs to be differentiated from kind of what you're doing regularly. Because I know so many people who go from like, yeah. They're meeting here and then they go to their Zoom meeting and mm -hmm. then they go to this next news meeting mm -hmm. and this, this is with their boss. So there's no time really. Yep. So something comes up or some button gets pushed or something. And you're like, okay, babe, thanks so much. I'll see you when I get home. And then yep. maybe you log off and go straight into your sales meeting. Sometimes it, the processing will sneak up on you because it's mm -hmm. just, you, it, it's kind of the tyranny of the urgent piece, right? Like I've got more urgent things right now than mm -hmm. this. So I actually had that exact thing happen with another couple where they came to session and I always check in, right? Like I've got a game plan. I have something I want to talk to you about or a skill I want to teach you or something. So I come and I know we were very different in that way mm -hmm. um, where I, the sort of the burden of the topic is on me, but I always say, check in, like, is there an elephant in the room? Is there something that's occurred that mm -hmm. you want to use mm -hmm. your time for? And they yeah. basically said, that's exactly it is this time that we put on the calendar, which is why I actually really love therapy is it's, it's a consistent time that you can look forward to because you are so busy. You haven't had a chance to process. Like there have been a couple of wounds that came up in the last week and we literally haven't had time to talk about it, address it, bring it up. And they just said, I don't, oh man, this is such a Laura heck, Zach Brittle, like, uh, convergence of just our minds. You weren't even there, but you were there in spirit. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. They said, we haven't solved it. And I said, okay. Um, what if, what if it's not meant to be solved? Let's just talk mm. about that. Like there's a lot of things. This is the Zach Riddle thing mm. is that, uh, what, do you, what's the frame, the, the wording that you use result repair or repair. Is more important than result. Exactly. Repair. repair is more important than resolve. Repair is more important than resolve. Mm -hmm. Repair is more important than resolve. Yeah. And that was what we were talking about is if, if your goal is to solve this, then I think that you're never going to get to the end of it. And I think you're going to be really disappointed, but instead, I think what you're looking for is repair. And we're going to use our time to just sort of talk through these injuries that have occurred just in the last week. And I said, really what I want to give you the opportunity to, to do is to just feel understood. Cause the moment you feel understood, like your partner understands you, hears you can kind of uh, uh, empathize with what happened on your side of the street. That's where you're start. You're going to come back together and have the repair, but these are two perfectionists and all they want to do is solve the problem. And mm. it was just like the biggest breath of air that they both took and their shoulders sank down. They went, okay, we don't have to solve it. I'm mm. so glad. And that was a big yeah. difference for them. That's, a, that's, a, that's interesting. Like even when you just said two perfectionists, I was like, oh man, that's trouble mm -hmm. because I don't think perfection is possible, particularly when you're trying to do relationship stuff. Um, but the other thing that you, that made me think of, oh, when people are like, I want to hash this out right now, or yeah. I don't, or whatever. Right. I'm like, okay, fine. If we do that though, 
what is, what does it mean? What does success look like? Like right. if, we, if we get to the end of this hour and you're like, okay, I'm glad we did that. What has happened? Yeah. Or even if you think about processing, like this guy that it was a slow process. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. Let's say you process it. Like, what does that even mean? Like what, what is the thing that you are calling successful process? Mm-hmm. Um, that it makes sense to you that you've learned from it, that you've set yourself up for the next time that you have some freedom from the anxiety, which, you know, people who suffer from anxiety, which I'm included in that list. Like sometimes it doesn't make any sense. Like the thing, I, I, this happened actually on vacation, I, like uh, Thursday, I was just really dark, really gloomy. And Rebecca was like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. I can't tell you. Like, I, I'm just feeling really anxious. She was like, about what? And she, before I answered the question, she goes, Oh, about nothing. You, oh, you just are like, you just are anxious. Yeah. Like it wasn't an insult. It was just like, Oh no, it's just, uh-huh. that's just true. Yeah. So, but, but that, that truth prevented me from would have prevented me from doing any processing I needed to do because I was just under the weight of mm-hmm. this other condition. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, for him, this guy you're describing, is he processing or is he anxious or is he both, or is he trying to make sense of it? But I think if people, the thing that bothers me the most, and it's the conversation we have about stonewalling is mm-hmm. it's fine if you want to put it off it's fine. If you want to say, I can't do this right now. It's fine. If you say, I'm not skilled. I don't have the language. I I need more time, but you got to come back. You got to be responsible for coming back or revisiting it. It can't just be the thing that you say Mm -hmm. to make it go away or to hope it goes away. You know? Yeah. So here's where this went. And, um, and I, you know, I have all sorts of stories, right? Different personality types of like, what are you doing when you're processing? What is it that you get to like the story you tell yourself when now you are ready, you've wrapped your brain around it, or maybe you have soothed your emotions enough where you're able to communicate to your partner. But at some point there's a story you tell yourself that says, I have hit the end of processing and now I'm really able to address this with my partner. Um, and what was happening is she was saying, this isn't fair. It's not fair because it feels Mm. like stonewalling. You go away and you process and you're quiet. And if I was to ask you, and this happens often with other couples, if I ask you, Hey, uh, what's going on? I feel distance, right? Everybody has that gut instinct. Like you're distant, you're quiet, you are withdrawn. Something's going on. What's the Mm. response that she gets? Nothing. Nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because he's not ready. He's not ready to talk about it yet. And that's the only response he's going to give. And she says, that's not fair. And so what are you going to say? Well, I I was going to say this, that's exactly what happened with Rebecca and I by the pool the other day. She was Mm. like, what's up with you? Like, what's going on? And I, I had at the ready, nothing. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, it was, it was on the tip of my tongue. It was the thing that I was prepared to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Knowing, however, that that's not sufficient in the way that you just described, I have learned how to say, I don't know how to explain it to you. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. really anxious. Mm -hmm. I'm short of breath. I, there's actually nothing factually that's on my mind or bothering me, but I am irritable and everything Mm -hmm. is bothering me right now. Yeah. So she was like, oh, that's really helpful. Thanks for letting me know. And she like stopped asking me questions, you know, like, and I don't mean she stopped asking me questions about my anxiety. She stopped saying, what do you want to do for dinner? What, what time do you, what do you think the girls are up to? Do we want to send Abby this thing? And I was like, every, every single one of those questions was like, don't talk to me, <laughs> you know? So then I was like, You're such a peach, such a peach. I was just like, I mean the, but my, my point is 
I have learned how to say, and I hope clients will learn how to say, I hope mm-hmm. this guy learns how to say, mm-hmm. I can't really explain it to you. Yeah. Like I'm still thinking about this thing and I don't know if there's anything really to be done about it or um, probably a good time to talk about it would be when we get home from this vacation. Cause I don't want to ruin the time or mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a context yeah. that helps, that helps achieve repair. Yeah. Absent resolve. It's just, I mean, it's like so dismissive to be the partner who is still sitting and stewing and processing and whatever to turn to your partner and say, Hey, that feeling that you have that you're, you're attuning to me and you know that there's something going on, there's something wrong. And I just say, I'm fine. Nothing. That's so dismissive. And what Mm -hmm. we have, I mean, we talk about this when we do our workshop, which is a great plug, by the way, for the workshop coming up is that this is a bid. Your partner is making a bid. They're reaching out and they're wanting to connect with you. And by you dismissing them being attuned to you and saying, Hey, what's going on? I feel like there's something going on with you. And you just saying, no, I'm fine. Everything's okay. That is just such a slap in the face. They're going to stop reaching out. They're going to stop being curious, stop wanting to repair with you. So with this couple, what we came up with is very similar to what you were talking about, which is still communicating, Hey, I, I don't know what's happening with me, but that didn't sit well. Or Mm -hmm. I, I find myself kind of having a little bit of a, a moment where I'm feeling disconnected or I can't put my finger on it, but I know that my body didn't like what just happened there. Yeah. And I, I think I might need to take a little bit of time to, to think through that, at least giving the other person opportunity to say, Oh, I think it was probably the fact that I was kind of critical just now. And so now your partner actually has the opportunity in the moment to be able to repair because what's going on with this particular couple is there's an interaction where the two of them, they, they totally separate, they disconnect. There's something that occurred, right? He got his feelings hurt. He heard something that didn't sit well with him. And instead of going, Ooh, that kind of stung, what what was that all about? Instead, he takes that. And then for two weeks, he's withdrawn. And he's Mm. going inside and they're disconnected and she has no idea what's going on. And then Mm. he comes back and he says, Hey, can we talk about that thing that you said two weeks ago? Of course she's moved on. She has no idea what's going on. And now she's pissed because he's disconnected and withdrawn. And so what we are talking about is what is the acceptable amount of time from the moment when something has occurred that has been disconnecting to when you address it and come back to your partner. Well, uh, the, the only correct answer is shorter than the last time. Okay. What I mean by that is kind of along the lines of how we sort of say making it better today than it was yesterday, because no one can do, no one should be expected to do what I do, which is I'm pretty fast. I'm pretty immediate. I'm pretty, pretty connected to my body. And, you know, Rebecca did something the other day and she was like, blah, 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 blah. this is the first day of our trip. And I was like, look, that's not going to work. Like, sorry, I'm, uh, th- this is a pattern and I don't want to get to that. And I'm, if I do, I'll run down the trip. We're still in the airport, like departing, you know, and I, but I've won that over time. And the fact that I sit in to do it 40 hours a week, like, right. but, but over 10, 10, 12 years, it's gotten shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter Okay. where she'll say something and I won't stew for two or I'll stew for two weeks or I'll hold it against her. I'll arm for bear. Or I'll plot my revenge. Well, then it's, then it's 10 days. Then it's seven days. Then it's five. 
and then it's three and it's 48 hours. Now it's maybe 36. You know, I think if you can get better and better about shortening the distance between the, the, the trigger sure. or the, the mm-hmm. instigator, and then the, the, the response that you bring, then that, uh, that's growth, that's maturity. That's you continuing to evolve. So I don't think that there's a, there's a prescription that I would say, Oh, the right amount of time is this, mm-hmm. but if it's, if it's indicative of growth for you, then it's, then it's good. Okay. You're doing good. If we wanted to say, Oh, maybe somewhere in the research is something like at least 20 minutes, not more than 24 hours but, or something yeah, like that. That's 100% a really, the research, but yes, that's a really easy one to kind of mm-hmm. label. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if you're not, what if you can't, I mean, I think so still lowering the bar a little bit, that is maybe <clears throat> yeah. the ideal that you want to get to after 15 years of practice. Yeah. Um, especially if you're a long, a long processor, but the, the way that I thought about it and how she kept saying was like, it's not fair. Like it, the way yeah. that we were talking about it is he goes away and he starts drafting a story in his mind as to yeah. what happened. And this yeah. is where I'm talking about intent versus perception. So all he has is perception, right? So yeah. he starts drafting yeah. for two weeks, this entire book, and it just yeah. you get more and more evidence to support your case and why your perception was accurate. Then he comes back to her and it's like, now I have this entire book that I need to co-write with you. So all she was saying is, will you please allow me the opportunity to co-write this book with you? Because this is one person's point of view. You like that language? Of course you do. Well, but here's, I mean, if I were to get that, I don't remember which recording it is about how I need to learn how to be more tactful or not. not. (laughs) If it was the the um, one we scrapped or if this one or the other one, but (laughs) But, but I would, I would suppose that the person who was going away and writing the story for mm-hmm. two weeks was the adaptive child, was the teenager in him, sure. was the person who learned how to protect himself from mm-hmm. things um, without maturity or a forethought or, you know, patience or wisdom. So the, and that's just going to happen. Like we, we always, we all rely on our adaptive strategies to sure. make meaning. And that's the place that's actually easiest and most comfortable. Mm-hmm. So the part that's not fair is that it's not two adults that are in this conversation. Right. It's this, and I get that part. It's, but she needs to learn and how to ask for, and he needs to learn how to show up as like the functional adult right. who says, I don't know what's going on. I know there's a part of my brain that is absolutely reeling and I'm going to, do the work that I need to do to figure that out. But I love you and you're my person and we'll get there. But I need, I need a, I need a minute, you know, because if it's more than a minute, metaphorical minute, then yeah, we'll run away with the story. And then that isn't fair. It's not fair to him Mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. Right. That his adapted child is taking over the situation. Well, I would, I mean, this kind of goes back to the idea of like perfectionists, why I think maybe this or incredibly heady, logical, just like cognitively led, um, individuals that the processing time is long because it's like, we need to get to the solution. And if I can't get to the solution, the reason or how to fix it, then I'm not ready to bring it to my partner. And it's like, it's not, it's not all tied up in a pretty little bow and it's not perfect. And so I'm just going to continue to think through it until I can get to the perfect response. And then I'm going to bring it to you. And And I would just say, don't do that by yourself, man. Like go to your best friend or go to your journal or go to your whatever. Like don't even try to do that by yourself because it's not, you know, 
It's yeah. not often very successful. So I guess that <laughs> I don't know if I have a pretty little bow to put on this episode, but maybe something resonated for you. We kind of bounced around a bit, but I think it was helpful because I'm sure that there are some people out there that are like, yes, that is happening in my relationship. My partner is the processor. Or I'm the processor. Yeah. And all I'm saying is that make your processing time shorter today than it was yesterday. Yeah. And include somebody in it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And include somebody in it. Like, right. Um, I just think, I don't think there's any reason to do this stuff alone if you don't mm -hmm. have to. Don't so, be some, so, what is the word that I want to be? Um, humble yourself to assume that you are wrong. Humble yourself to assume that your perception is inaccurate and that the intent yeah, of if, your partner was wrong? actually yeah. positive. Well, this is why, this is why I like menus, right? Like menus give you the opportunity to go, okay, what's the, what's the cheapest you know, option here, which is fear and resentment and selfishness and childishness. What's the more expensive one, mm. you know, Oh, wisdom, patience, benevolence, you know, that costs a little bit more for you. Okay. But what if you considered all the options and you decided just to invest a little bit more in your, in, your, in what you got going on, you know, does it open up possibilities for you? I think it does. Mm. Well, we have, we've discussed all sorts of fun things. Um, mm -hmm. I think we should land this plane because it's a Sunday afternoon. Hopefully you will never, ever see the visual of this because you caught me like straight out of a workout and mm -hmm. freshly showered. And apparently you caught me bloated. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that's no fun for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will make one of these juices for you and it'll make you feel amazing. And you'll be sh shaking your booty in your tri suit. Any day okay. now. We're landing. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Just as a reminder, Mother's Day is coming up. So be planning something special. I know it's always a big deal to go out for Mother's Day, to buy a gift, to have breakfast. But just a thought, maybe you could have a personalized song for your mother. You can go to Songfinch. We do have a code. The code is MTR for Marriage Therapy Radio. You get $20 off before May 14th. If you haven't heard the song that Zach had created for me, not as a mother, but as a warrior, check it out. If you just put into your little Google machine, Big Warrior Spotify, you can listen to it. Just um, there's all different genres. So if this isn't, isn't your style of genre, just know that you have many to choose from. Um, and I think that would be just like a really fun gift to give someone who has everything. Um, okay. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.